Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Detroit CityCast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on, fine citizens? The Throwdown Thursday edition, one week from the start of the First round of the NCAA tournament here in the Detroit CityCast brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And it was a throwdown of sorts in Indy with Michigan and Indiana. We'll get to that debacle if you're a Wolverine fan in just a second. Coming up in just a little bit, my man Troy, the senior content manager at Bat River, content strategy that is, uh, at Bat Rivers. Uh, and Rush Street and Interactive really looking uh, forward to talking with Troy. He's got all the different numbers of the, the different bets that are coming in and the teams that are being bet on the most and the tickets and all that information. So we're going to break down what they're looking forward to at Bet Rivers uh, and different promos and stuff for uh, March Madness. So looking forward to talking to Troy coming up in just a bit. And we are knee deep in the hoopla. I'll be in Vegas a week from today, so I'm excited about that. But I think I'd be watching Michigan, whether they play on Thursday or Friday, have a much different seed, a much higher seed or lower seed, if you will, uh, than they than they would have had they hung on and beaten Indiana. And listen, we talked about this Wolverine team for a while on the show, and I've told you that, yes, they've got their flaws. They've definitely been a disappointing team at times throughout the season. But when you look at the talent on Michigan, if they and, and you know Juwan Howard had been gone for five games, maybe they were getting used to Phil Martelli, uh, who obviously is, is did a great job filling in. Uh, and when you look at what you know he was able to do while Juwan Howard was out, he was able to beat Michigan State by seventeen, 
win it against the Buckeyes on the, on the road for the second straight year. First time since 97-98. Yeah, Michigan lost to Illinois and Iowa, but and also beat Rutgers. So three and two while Howard was out. But today is what leads a lot of people to believe that Michigan can't go on a big run in the NCAA tournament. Now, we know that weird things happen. I mean, think about Connecticut. The year they won with Kemba Walker. I'm not trying to say that Michigan's got a Kemba Walker-like uh, player. But they were, uh, I think, at one point, 12 and 12. And on the season, they were a 500 team in the Big East. And they were able to kind of get things together and go on a run. VCU had had some problems earlier in the season of the year. They went to the Final Four. It, Syracuse, remember they had that epic, what was it, six overtime game against Connecticut in the Big East tournament? They went on a big, you know, run. Teams can do it that have the, that have talent and that are built for a tournament run, which I believe the Wolverines are. But today's absolute debacle, and there's no other way to put it, up 17, up 13 at the half, a 28-4 run by Indiana. Michigan could score for about nine minutes from the field. They missed 13 straight shots. Nothing was going Michigan's way for the better part of the second half of the second half. And in the NCAA tournament, you could be up 30. And if you don't play the right kind of basketball, a team could come back on you. Michigan is, in my opinion, clearly a better team than Indiana. But when you allow a guy like Jackson Davis to score 24, when you allow the Indiana defense to completely get in your head, when you allow all these different things that helped Indiana get back in it and Michigan completely blow it, that makes me very nervous for Michigan's chances come NCAA tournament time. Michigan should have won that game. They should be playing Illinois in the quarters at 11.30 Eastern on on, uh, Friday morning, but they're not. And they were talking about this during the broadcast. Both Indiana and Michigan should be in. Michigan's definitely in. And they're probably not going to even have to play in, in, in Dayton, even with that loss to Indiana. Indiana was likely a first four team anyway. But, you know, if they had lost, they probably still would have gotten in. Big Ten should get eight or nine teams in. Best conference overall metrically and net rankings and everything else. And eye test. And now they're 100%. And it might even be off that, uh, you know, first four byline or, or, you know, where they're not, uh, you know, they're the last four, excuse me, where they would obviously play in, in Dayton in a first four game. I know the Big Ten projections, DeCourcy had them as a 12 seed in Michigan as a 10 seed. But just such a frustrating game if you're a Michigan fan to see them look so good. And, and you got to give Indiana credit too. Because even when it was 10 to 13 to 15 points, they would find ways to make a big three or get a bucket, you know, a drive and a, and a score to the lane and at least keep within contact. Michigan could have pushed this to 20 or more. And if that had happened, the Indiana comeback probably would have happened. But that combined with Michigan just completely forgetting how to play offense and Indiana turning up the defense and Michigan not being able to score, it was very, very frustrating. I mean, Dickinson, uh, I think it was a 12 in the first half and had three in the second half. You know, Jones continues to play great, but needed him late in the game. Couldn't do much. He had 18. He made the big basket. They got Michigan off the shine almost nine minutes of not scoring a field goal. And then, of course, they got that little 5-0 run with the big three. Then ended up, you know, making it a two-point game. But just no production off the bench whatsoever. Johns Jr. had uh, one of his rare nice buckets. And, and there were even the announcers where Cougar were saying, where's that banner? I think it was Stephen Bardo. You know, four points for him, two for Collins, zero for Williams the second. 
It was all the Michigan starters. Diabate only with four. Houston with nine. And then I mentioned Dickinson with five and five boards. 18 for Jones and 17 for Brooks. But allowing Indiana, especially Johnson and Jackson Davis, who combined for 41, to just do what they wanted to on offense. And then Michigan, when they got the ball back for that nine-minute stretch, they just didn't know what they were trying to do. They lost their minds. Normally, that's what we see with Michigan State this year. Like, Michigan State will be up in a game, and in the final four or five minutes, they, they don't realize what they're doing anymore. They forget how to play basketball. You've not really seen that much for Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's been beaten. They've been outplayed at times late in games. And, and yes, they've, they've been their own worst enemy at times. But today, I, I don't think you've seen that at all this year. This is one of the bigger comebacks and, and crazier comebacks in all of college basketball this year. Michigan up 17 you know, with 11 or so minutes left in the second half. And Indiana goes on a 28-4 run. Michigan can't score. Missing 13 in a row is just ridiculous. So very, very, very frustrating loss for the Wolverines. They are obviously still going to be in the NCAA tournament. And the, the hope is on the Michigan side that a game like this, especially with Jawan coming back for the first time, that they are angry as hell. And you can kind of see it on Hunter Dickinson's face and Eli Brooks's face. Obviously, they were frustrated. They were completely stunted and just out of their minds. Like, they just had lost their ability to, to feel confident about what they were trying to do. But you could see the frustration towards the end of the game. Especially when, you know, Michigan turned it over late when they had a chance to maybe tie the game or take the lead under 10 seconds to go. And then when the game was not in doubt anymore. When they were Indiana was shooting free throws with you know 0.4 or whatever seconds left, you could see the frustration on the Wolverines' faces. If Jawan Howard and his coaching staff can use this as a major teaching moment and get these kids angry but focused, frustrated but confident, that look what we did against Purdue and Michigan State and on the road our last game before this at Ohio State, that we are good enough to beat anybody. This could be a very good jumping off point for them to kind of come together refocus themselves, hopefully get a good matchup in the first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament and maybe go on a, that, that run that I've talked about has been a possibility for a long time. They are still talented enough. They are still well-coached enough. And now that they've got Juwan Howard back, there's no question about when's our coach coming back. You know, we're listening to Martelli, but what would Howard do in this situation that can kind of mess with kids' heads that are 18, 19, 20 years old? This hopefully can be used as a good teaching moment and can get Michigan together and feeling, you know, positive and confident about readdressing what they did wrong, not letting this stuff happen again in these games going forward, and getting this 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 team together for a run in the NCAA tournament. That's that's the big hope here, but just really, really frustrating performance in the second half by Michigan after looking so good in the first half and so like flowing with the offense and some great shots that were taken and solid defense and turning over Indiana. By the way, that's the other thing. 10-plus turnovers in the second half for Michigan. You can't do that. Five is too many. Ten or more is absurd. And that definitely helped. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Indiana. They earned it. But Michigan sure you know, didn't do themselves any favors and helped out the Indiana comeback by missing a ton of shots, running some bad offense, and turning the ball over over and over again. That was like getting a root canal. That was tough to watch. My dad came over. The doc guy and the man came. My good friend Dan Serlin, who's a big Michigan fan, he got tied up because of bad traffic and didn't get her until about 10 minutes left in the second half. So we blamed him. It was all his fault for the the, the, the terrible falling apart of Michigan and the huge Indiana run. Now I'm kidding. Dan's the best. 
Uh, but that was just really tough to watch. Great to spend time with my dad and Dan, but that was a very upsetting day for sure if you're a Wolverine fan. All right, we got more to come on the Big Ten Tournament when we get to the Motown betting window a little later with Michigan State, who will play Maryland later in the day. And, of course, we'll give you the latest up to the second Big Ten Tournament odds and NCAA Tournament odds as well. But coming up next, really looking forward to this. We're going to talk to Troy from Bet Rivers. He is the Senior Manager for Content Strategy at Bet Rivers uh, Rush Street Interactive. So we'll get all the ins and outs of what's coming up for betting March Madness and offers for Bet Rivers and all the uh, the cool things that he's got information and in is privy to when it comes to what teams are being bet. Uh, we'll look at some value as well. Look forward to talking to Troy coming up next right here on the Throwdown Thursday edition. Sad for Wolverine fans of the Detroit City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. And here he is, the maestro himself, the senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers, my man, Troy Mocker. Like Gus Mocker, but Gus Macker. Uh, Troy, off the jump, first off, great to see you. There's so much I want to get to you with here. But can I get a refund on my bet on Michigan for giving up a 17-point lead and a 28-4 run against the Silly Hoosiers? Is there a refund policy at Bet Rivers? We do occasionally offer refunds for uh, wonky things that happened, uh, horrible referee decisions and crunch time, um, not uh, bad decisions made by uh, betters based off of uh, the last three or four games with a different head coach. Unfortunately, there's there's very little I can do to help you right now. Listen, I deserve it. It was, I mean, they, they should have won that game. Just terrible. That's like we were saying, Troy, we're getting ready for this. This is the best time of year. You had mentioned this is, you know, about to start the year, one of your favorite weeks of the year, me as well. I'll be out in Vegas next week. First time I've ever been there for the first round of the tournament, so I'm really excited about that. But there is so much going on, you know, with obviously college basketball, but also at Bent Rivers. And just off the jump here, I know there's a lot of things that, and before we get into some of the numbers and other things that are, you know, able to be bet on by people this this coming week and during the tournament, there's a lot of things that Bent Rivers is offering people, you know, like me that love betting the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, right now um, for conference tournament weekend, it, it's obviously wrapping up, but um, every day we're offering um, a 20% uh, profit boost for college basketball every day that there's a conference tournament game. And there's a conference tournament game every day until Selection Sunday, including Selection Sunday. So uh, pretty easy, free profit boost. All you got to do is log on, log on to betrivers.com. Uh, we're also going to have daily boosts. Uh, for, you know, we're going to create our own bets, whether it's a same game parlay or it's two teams to cover the same amount at all lines. We're going to boost those bets. And then once the tournament starts, we're going to continue to have boosted bets. We're going to have a contest where we essentially give you eight or nine different things that you have to bet on or uh, win. And if you do every time you win uh, one or two of them, you move up into a different tier where you have access to larger prizes. So, you know, win a bet, a single first round bet. Pretty easy to do. Place a pregame bet on a 12 seed to win against a five seed in the first round. Pretty easy to do. A lot of people do that. You know, you do all these different things and you and uh, you get multipliers as those win. Uh, you also get 
uh, winnings for just completing all the objectives. So, um, you know, college basketball and March Madness is so much fun, not just because of the excitement and the, the bracket pools, but because there's so many different ways to get invested from a betting standpoint, whether it's a futures, whether it's um, uh, betting on the seeding. So we're going to be providing a lot of different ways for people to get involved. And it's, it's really good to see, you know, um, the college basketball futures market is, is this year is three times as large as it was at this point last year. So there wow. has been a huge growth, certainly in the industry, certainly in state legislation. But I think, you know, especially as we've gotten out of that, you know, odd 2020 uh, and into 2020, 2021, when we weren't having fans, sports are more more than anything back as we knew it maybe not full capacity full tailgates all that jazz but um there's more interest where people are getting back into appointment viewing for sports and i think that's helping along with the legalization and uh, the growth of the industry by the way i like that it's like a march madness mission you got going on with that contest i love it and speaking of the legalization, obviously I'm here in Michigan and I know New York just became legal, you know, about Pennsylvania and Jersey. What has it been like for you? Because you've got all these incredible numbers that you get to me and, and the other CityCast hosts and, and you guys do such a great job with offering different kinds of bets. And you mentioned the different boosts and all the different ways you can, you know, make your profitability bigger at Bet Rivers. And that's why we, I, I love working with you guys. But what has that been like for you to see not just the pandemic and us starting to come out of that, but as that was going on, states becoming legal and you just seen this explosion of the ability for people to bet. Yeah, it's really fascinating. It's It's been a little hectic. It's It's been a lot to keep track of, especially from a data standpoint, uh, you know, updating spreadsheets and dashboards um, with different states. Uh, and, and it's the fun thing for me is you get to see a lot of trends really quickly um, about uh betting trends on sport off time of day on um players who who have a connection to that state um and and also just how states impact the total numbers given the event or the sport so uh it's been a, a wild busy year for us in terms of growth you know in in 2020 and 2021 i i think bet rivers uh, became a mobile or legalized mobile and online in seven states um, which is just a crazy number. So it's a lot of coordination, but, uh, you know, with the states like Illinois and, and New York and Arizona and, uh, and Louisiana and Michigan and Iowa, each of those states uh, is specific in how they bet on their home team stuff, how they bet on different sports that are big in those regions. But then also they provide some national flair, which is really interesting to see as you break down, you know, the big bets, uh, Super Bowl MVP, national championship, things like that. Um, so it's been real busy, but a lot of fun and, and really glad uh, this time of year, you know, there's a huge thirst for information. Uh, that's why I love college basketball. There's 375 teams uh, you, you and it's only really focused on for one or two months a year. So you can as an expert or someone who's a junkie like I am, you know, you can become an expert in March. Uh, and, and now more than ever, people are dialed in. Oh, they are. And I know it's a lot of work for you and your team, but what a great job you guys are doing. And it is it is one of the best times of the year. I think that next Thursday and Friday are the two best sports days of the year back-to-back. This doesn't get any better. Let's talk about some of the numbers, Troy. When you look at, you know, mentioned the futures market, three times bigger than it's been. And, and I've discussed that on, on, on the CityCast a lot where it's like people are really getting into betting futures. Not that they weren't before, but with the legalization of the apps and being able to bet so easily, it's a lot easier for people not to have to fly out to Vegas and make a futures bet, you know, before football season or before, you know, college basketball starts. They can do it on their phone. They can do it during the season. So that I can see is why the, the market's growing so much. What have you seen as far as the teams that are bet on the most early 
And then, because you mentioned, we'll get to this Michigan Wolverine, Wolverines conundrum in a minute, but teams that are being bet on the most now when it comes to win the NCAA tournament. Yeah, well, first and foremost, um, uh, it's Gonzaga uh, across everything. Um, sure. You know, they, it, we're, we're talking uh, almost three times the handle on Gonzaga to win the national championship as the second uh, most wagered on team, which is Duke. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, just a staggering amount of money on Gonzaga, um, which makes sense given that they're probably the most complete team in the country. But also around tournament time is when all the tropes come out about, oh, they can't get past the hump. They're not a, a major program. You know, we heard that with Villanova uh, six years ago, and then they rattled off two national championships, including the greatest shot in college basketball history. So uh, it's it's interesting the, the shouting you hear during March about how uh, Gonzaga, uh, you know, they play in a weak conference, therefore they can't win at all, and what they've done in the past 10 years uh, and how much money's on them. But over the month of February was really interesting as it really ramped, uh, college basketball really ramped up, and you could see in about 10-day trends who the, t- the public was on, and it was usually the hot team in the country for two right. weeks. It was Texas Tech. Texas Tech got a lot of money uh, backing them, especially as Baylor got injured and Texas Tech beat Kansas. Then uh, at the end of that 10-day 10 we- uh, 10 trend, Providence became the hot team, you know, with that great game against Villanova, comeback win against Marquette. Uh, you know, a lot of the Providence fans thinking they weren't getting respected nationally, even though they were ranked number eight. They really moved up, especially in the uh, to make the Final Four futures. They became the most popular team for about a week in uh, bets and money to make the final four. And then at the end of that 10 day trend was Arkansas. And that's really what got us to the end of the month. Arkansas uh, exploded up in the, to make the final four futures, but also in national championship odds. Um, You know, they're now, they were not in the top 10. A lot of the teams that consistently get bet on throughout the season stay in the top 10, but Arkansas shot in to that, you know, with wins over teams like Kentucky and LSU and Auburn. Um, teams, Kentucky and Auburn, who have been in the top 10 all year in total money. Um, so the teams right now that we've seen uh, really rise since the end of the Super Bowl were, like I mentioned, Texas Tech, Providence, and Arkansas. And I think right now at time of recording, those teams are still all uh, very, very good contenders to make the Final Four, if not win a national championship. Absolutely. And, and a team that I would love uh, for personal reasons, obviously a lot of people here in this this Michigan state, great state of Michigan uh, would love it as well as the Wolverines. But you had some very fascinating info for me on this. And I've talked about this on my show a lot. When you look at the most wagered on teams to make the final four by money, I know for a little while Michigan was in the top three. I know they've kind of dropped this, this past week to maybe number five or so at 30 to one. But a lot of that money came at a different time than lately, did it, Troy? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Michigan, I believe, if not Gonzaga, had uh, the first or second most preseason money to win the national championship. Uh, They had the first or second most bets to win the national championship. All the the preseason buzz and preseason money was on Michigan. That's also considering that Purdue was a preseason favorite to win the national championship, and they play in the same conference, and Bet Rivers' footprint is in the Midwest in Indiana, in Illinois, in Michigan. So I was very surprised that Michigan got that much preseason love. I thought they were going to be good. I did not think they were going to be a Final Four team. I'm, like a lot of people, surprised they are struggling this bad. But uh, what's really surprising is they are still in the back end of the top 10 of total money to win the national championship, despite the fact that very little money has been wagered on in the last three months. All their money came before the, t- the the calendar turned from 2021 to 2022. You, I did check last week, and I was wondering if there was going to be a little trickle of new bets, considering Jawan Howard had been suspended, Phil Martelli comes right. in, and they start winning. 
And sometimes, you know, the hot team just – you can get momentum like that. That's how Michigan won the Big Ten tournament a couple years ago. You know, they uh, the, where they had a plane crash. They didn't have their uniforms. They were, you know, maybe one of the last teams out. They win every game of the tournament. They make the NCAA tournament. Played in practice jerseys. Exactly, yeah. So, um, uh, I'm – I was a little bit surprised that and I also was a little bit surprised. I didn't see as many cash outs, early cash outs on Michigan and maybe try to just not lose all your money. We do see that sometimes, uh, but a lot of people just let it ride. And that's why Michigan is still in the top 10 and most money to win the national championship. And that looks to be dead money uh, as opposed to, you know, a couple of the other teams that have pretty big liabilities. Yep. Yeah. Uh, big amount of four just behind teams like Gonzaga, Tennessee, Arizona, Purdue right now. And, uh, number nine overall as far as tickets, as you mentioned, dead money. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask him whether the enemy, but of course I cover them fairly on this show. Uh, the Michigan State Spartans, who, yes, got a win over Maryland to end the regular season. Before that, though, had lost seven of nine after being so good earlier in the season. Have you seen anything with Michigan State? Because, listen, it's still Tom Izzo. They obviously still have you know some talent on that team, but to me, I think they're a one-and-done in the first round of the tournament. Have you seen anything interesting on Michigan State that you looked at? Uh, so uh, compared to Michigan, so uh, they may not have had the same early dump of money uh, on futures, but they had a larger consistent gain. Uh, we got more money, you know, on, per week on futures on Michigan State than we did Michigan by a good clip. Um, it wasn't a ton, uh, but that's also they were. It, I mean, the the faucet on Michigan just turned off uh, for what seems like two or three months, where Michigan State was uh, a little bit more than a trickle. Um, but, right. you know, but really, you know, the, the money has shifted in, in the Big Ten to, um, you know, Purdue, if not already there, um, and Illinois. Uh, and, you know, Illinois is an interesting case for us with uh, such a large footprint in the Midwest in that Illinois doesn't uh, allow uh, betting on uh, college props. They do now uh, allow a game, a pregame only betting on in-game uh, college games in the state of Illinois. Right. So we don't see a ton of futures on Illinois because one of our biggest markets isn't allowed to participate in that. However, we're seeing a lot of money on Illinois because in other regions, people are buying the Illini. Uh, and I think that does make sense. Um, you know, they have a good lead guard. They have one of the big best big men of the country, and they have a very seasoned head coach, and they're a tough, uh, hard-nosed team. So, um, you know, I think a lot of the money that typically would still be a light drizzle in on Michigan and Michigan State has just shifted way over to other teams. Oh, yeah. And Wisconsin, they're another hot team. Uh, you know, at, at the start of the month, you know, I would throw them in there with Providence, Texas Tech and Arkansas. It was probably after Arkansas. But Wisconsin is at the moment one of the risers. Uh, and, you know, it, it's coming from the Big Ten again. Yep. And they're up to uh, as far as most wager on teams by, you know, percentage of money. Uh, you know, you've got them number seven right now, uh, nine to one, four and a half percent of the most wagered on teams to make the final four by the, by the overall handle. By the way, that's fascinating about the Illinois thing that you mentioned to me. And we're going to see this, obviously, as markets come on and get legalized and other ones, you know, that have been legalized, maybe wait on certain things. Uh, you wonder how many, you know, fighting Illini fans are in Illinois and driving to, like, you know, another state to make the wager and, and, and be able to do that because it's legal to do that. Is that something that you foresee getting done faster in the future where certain states that I know that New Jersey, you can't bet on the yes. New Jersey teams. And there's, there's rules for each state and I totally get that and respect it. Yeah. Do you think that is now we're kind of moving towards, I'm not going to say the entire country being legalized. Obviously it is legal, but it's state by state, but lots more markets coming on board in the next several years. Do you think that some of those quirky, maybe quirky is not the right word, but some of those rules state by state that are a little interesting could maybe be 
unrolled faster than they would have been had we not been bringing more markets on fast. So, yes, I think the answer is yes. There's something recent that I'll touch on uh, quickly that I, sure. I think might impact it. But so I'll say yes, because if you look at a state like Illinois, uh, they initially uh, had only in-person registration, meaning you couldn't uh, register online uh, to become a, a registered sports better for mobile and online places in Illinois. That has been switched as of the start of March. So uh, Illinois, a, a somewhat not rigid state, but they, they um, are playing it very safe, uh, which is to be expected given um, how popular it is in that state. Um, they have also you know, amended their rule on betting on uh, in-game college or in-state college games. Uh, again, you can only do it in person. It can only be pre-game, uh, no live, no futures. Uh, in Connecticut, uh, you cannot bet on in-state teams. However, for tournament play, you are allowed to place pre-tournament futures once the team has been officially confirmed for a tournament. Um, right. So again, some some wrinkles. I would, and those things led me to believe up until I don't know Monday that uh, that I think a lot of states there, people were going to smooth things out. However, I will say that this is a personal opinion that I think the news that Calvin Ridley was potentially betting on the Atlanta Falcons while a member of the Atlanta Falcons, potentially even playing in games as a member of the Atlanta Falcons, I think that could potentially uh, slow the role a lot of states have in terms of how, uh, not loose, but how flexible and comfortable they get because this is a new endeavor for a lot of states. And to see that big news, we don't know a lot about it, but to see that, I think that is going to give a lot of legislations pause considering that they're, they're um, you know, this is a fast moving industry and a lot of people are demanding this takes place uh, and a lot of, you know, uh, states are having to come up with stuff pretty quickly and it's moving fast. So I honestly think the Calvin Ridley news could impact that a little bit just from a 30,000 level view. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up, Troy, because it, it really talking about fascinating. And, and it's, all, it's, it's so funny to me because we know that the NFL has been the most bet on sport forever. Yes. And yet they were so against legalizing gambling. Yes. Maybe outwardly, but inwardly, they probably didn't care. And then, of course, the other leagues, maybe not as put, maybe it's not as much pushback, but now they all have betting partners. And you see the, the Bet River signs and the, the, the different signs for, for different sports books in the arenas and, and on league, uh, you know, you know, memorandum and all that kind of stuff. With the Calvin Ridley thing, because... I'm sure we're going to maybe see other things like that. That You don't think that's ever going to affect the fact that gambling's not going to ever be struck down again, but could there be some tweaks like you had mentioned, and you mentioned legislature slowing down a little bit, because if you've got multiple players, active players, betting on their own sports or their own teams, I mean, you're not going to stop the regular general public from betting, but could there be things put in place to maybe try to prevent that even more? I, I absolutely think so. I think, you know, especially as we just mentioned, you know, with the college, uh, some states not allowing props, New Jersey, uh, Virginia right. as well, uh, Connecticut and Illinois. I, I could foresee that not allowing player props because, you know, w yes, one player can impact the game. But in a lot of these sports, like there's only so much you could do unless you just completely get rid of gambling altogether. <laughs> That's not happening. Right. So I think what they could do is say, we're going to uh, limit the places that one single player could impact. And that is a player prop, um, whether right. it's uh, that player themselves or their friend or something like that. Uh, you know, yes, you, especially in basketball, like a one player could tank a game with foul shots. Um, in football, it is a little bit harder. Uh, but I think player, if there was going to be a reduction or a uh, a tightening up of uh, gambling uh, legislation, it would be, if I had to guess, uh, the reduction of props. Uh, and that would hurt a lot of people because that's one thing you see every night is, is uh, you know, points, rebounds, assists, yardage, uh, over-unders, things like that. 
And it's real. I mean, part that is the lifeblood of parlays, um, which is a, a huge boom for us. So uh, it's really fascinating, and it's great because the industry is moving so fast. It's it's really innovative, but there's it's also tackling problems head on, uh, not knowing what the future playbook looks like. Yeah, it's a great time to be alive, Troy. It really is on both the good and by the way, I, I think it was I think it was just a meme. I would love it if it was a real tweet, but I don't think it was. I did see that, that there was a Calvin Ridley meme going around saying, "I bet I put fifteen hundred dollars on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl," which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let's let's before I get you out here. Thanks so much for for joining me. I, I can't wait to do this again in, in the future too. And there's so much going on now with the tournament stuff and. And obviously all the things you guys are doing to bet rivers with the, the boosts and, and different boosted bets for just every day in the NBA and other sports. It's fantastic. So people got to check out uh, their app or obviously log on to bet rivers and check out all the different things that you guys are offering each and every week. But uh, I wanted to ask you from your perspective, because as you mentioned, you've been doing this for a long time. You're incredibly knowledgeable and you've got all this information at your fingertips. What would you say to people? And this is something that I talk about on my show a lot. Because there's a lot of new bettors, Troy. We're, we're happy they're betting, and we love to give them the options that Bet Rivers has, and and give them my great plays. Because all I do is win. I'm very humble too. But what would you say to people that are maybe a little newer? You know, maybe they've bet in the past, but very little, and they're going to be able to bet legally for the first time during March Madness conference tournaments. Now, what would you say to them to maybe keep within themselves, not get, get too crazy, but be able to take advantage of all the great things you guys have to offer at Bet Rivers. Well, I think the most important thing, and this the, the case should be made for anyone who plays poker with buddies or poker online or gambles, um, you know, when they're at a bar or goes to a casino, is set a limit. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, and play from that limit. Uh, once you hit that limit, you're done. You know, uh, the amount right. of times I've gone in, uh, as, a, as a struggling broke journalist to play poker with friends and lost in the fifth hand and be like, well, I have a six pack. I'm just going to sit around and drink. Beer <laughs> and play uh, I'm not playing any more poker. I, I, I lost. It sucks. I have to sit and, and kick myself and watch my friends win money. But um, I think that's a really important thing is just being um, uh, responsible and, and staying on top of how much you've invested. Um, uh, play with the money you win. I think that's important. If you're just starting, uh, nibble a little bit. Don't try to eat a whole meal. Uh, put a future down, uh, maybe put a, a future down for each um, uh, round of the tournament so you can track a little long-term progress. Uh, but don't go wild on betting game lines. It's a really easy way to 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 get uh, up, up the creek without a paddle a little bit. Um, you know, when, when I started this company, um, you know, uh, I was given $100 of, of bonus money that was never going to be seen again or cashed out just to uh, figure out how to, to use the platform, how to use the odds um, um, different devices. And, uh, it was early pandemic. And the only thing going on was like Marble very, racing? Very amateur tennis. And I tried gambling live on tennis and it was like a live stream of two people playing at some court in Georgia, like in a public <laughs> park. And I burned through 75 bucks in about three minutes. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Luckily that was not real money, but that it don't try to bite off more. You can chew. Um, there are so many options. We just have fun with it. Um, and I think the Super Bowl and March Madness are times where people can go overboard, but it's also a great time for people to, to dabble a little bit and just have fun with some of the different futures and props that are available that aren't available during regular season games. That's perfectly sad. And, and, and listen, you know, there, and there's also the other side of things where, and I, like I mentioned, I try to say this to, to people on my show where, you know, it's great to be excited. You mentioned setting limits. That's, that's important too. But that there's also great things to take advantage of 
as you are careful as well to not try to do too much you mentioned the 20 percent profit boost you mentioned the contest you're doing these are all things and a lot of times there's free things you can yeah. do that like you mentioned no risk you can learn how the site works and win money and take that money and roll it over into more money that's another key too isn't it troy yeah yeah absolutely is is you know uh make an initial investment and then play off of that um and and i think you know, don't um, don't buy into everyone's talking about gambling on this game. I have to gamble on it. You know, right. there are times where, um, you know, if I'm looking at an NFL Sunday schedule or even college basketball, which is my favorite sport, I may look at a 50-game schedule, and there may only be three games I have any interest in betting on because, it, it uh, you know, it all comes down to, for me, it's not the I want to be even more excited about this game. It's I want to take advantage of, of a gap, I think, in the point disparity between the two sides. Um so uh, don't think that you have to bet on something everyone's talking about. Um, you know, like I didn't, I honestly didn't like a lot of the, the sides in the Super Bowl. I, I that was, uh, I wasn't playing that. Uh, I, I thought I knew too much. I played some, some props uh, and some parlays, but I did not make a straight uh, spread bet because I, I, I couldn't decide. So don't do anything you're not fully confident in. Um, uh, because again, there's just so much you can do, uh, that you can get overboard quickly, but also just remember that like, uh, a lot of people are learning it's everywhere now. So like, just be part of the discussion is I think sometimes, uh, part enough when I was getting started, I would just write this stuff down. I would even place yeah. bets and I would, I would like to tweet at the end of the night, how well I did, even if there's no money, I just want to be good at, at stuff, whether or not I'm winning money. So you start there. Um, but have fun with it. Cause I think like for a lot of people, it does add some extra, um, excitement to a, a otherwise, you know, game that you may not have a skin in the game. No, it doesn't get any better. By the way, like I said, I'm very humble, but all you got to do is watch and listen to Detroit city cast 13 and two to end the football season. So you could have just followed me, bet a millionaire and then give it me half. Yeah. Well, there's also those things. Like if you, if you bet uh, one unit, which is whatever you decided your, uh, your regular, um, you know, wager is going to be, if you bet on every spread underdog in the NFL this year in regular season games, you would have won, I believe it was like 70% of the time or something. Yeah, isn't it nuts? It was yeah. nuts this year with underdogs. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Where they're literally, all you had to do was just follow, follow the plan and don't deviate whatsoever and you would have won money. That's unreal. Uh, that's that's the fun of this. And, and, and Troy, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Before I let you go, I got to ask you this. You know, you know the ins and outs of, of college basketball. It's such a tough thing to do. I mean, obviously Gonzaga is a big favorite, but who do you think wins the national championship? Oh gosh, I knew you were going to ask me this question. I of course, because I'm a because I, I got to ask the tough questions. Uh, I I really I I want Gonzaga to get over the hump. I think it's it me too. Be good for the future of college basketball. I hate the like I mentioned earlier. The well, they play in a weak conference, so they're not prepared for the tournament. They play the strongest non-conference schedule in the country. Uh, they're do. you know they're they have the they, no team has a target on their back like Gonzaga. Certainly the competition isn't as strong as Kentucky, which has like the Alabama target, so to speak. But right. uh, I think it's Gonzaga. I don't like picking the favorite. Um, Duke's the most talented team, but they have their warts. Uh, but there's also, you know, I could see karma playing out either Duke losing in the first round of the tournament in Coach K's last year or Duke winning the whole thing in Coach K's last year. So if I had to guess, I'm and this is the two least sexiest picks ever, it's Gonzaga and Duke. Um, but if you're looking for an outside one, I said this in November and early December, it was Arizona. And yep. you could have gotten Arizona at like plus 2,200, and they're now plus, uh, was it plus 600? Six to one, I think. Yeah. Six to one, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm on Arizona because I was on Arizona when they were a great value. 
Uh, and I also think they're really, really good. Oh, I marked you down when you were on Arizona back in the early part of the year. So you're, 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 you're there. I'm giving you the full credit for that. Yeah, I like Zona too, but there's a team that keeps... There's not a, it's not like the greatest value ever, but at this time of year, you're not Gonzaga's, you know, basically almost even money yeah. away. Uh, Kentucky, and I hate Calipari. Well, hate's the wrong word. I just, he drives me nuts. Yeah. And I, I know Calipari and I've interviewed him, but K- Kentucky seems like a value play to me. So I, they would be one of my three picks, but I have two concerns, and, and it's uh, Ty Ty Washington. And Calipari's Cal- going to get caught cheating again. <laughs> No, so I, I do like uh, like you. I, I actually really really like Calipari. I've gotten to meet him a couple times. He's a great guy. I, I oh yeah, he there is are a certainly really nice things guy. that that grind people's gears about him. I, the, the two biggest concerns I have for Kentucky is the health of Severe Wheeler and the health of Ty Ty yep. Washington. They got banged up throughout the season in the games that they were unavailable. They did struggle. Now Kentucky also has the best player in the country, and Oscar Oscar Sheboy. He's putting up NBA numbers in points and rebounds. Um, and so they have the best rim protector, the best interior player in the country. But uh, you need straws to stir the drink in the NCAA tournament. And Ty Ty Washington has been banged up. So the Wheeler has been banged up. And they need guys to get people like Kellen Grady the ball to hit shots from the outside. So if they're healthy, oh, I, I, my four is Duke, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kentucky. Those are the four teams I would pick. Again, not sexy. But that is if Kentucky is healthy in their backcourt. Yeah, but guess what, Troy? It might not sound like they're sexy, but if those tickets cash, that's the sexiest thing that can absolutely be. You know, I, I got to ask you one more uh, when it comes to, because, you know, for me, it's not going to be South Dakota State because everyone's on them. But is there one team that you're maybe seeing kind of rise up in some betting and maybe just conference tournament betting, whatever it is, that could be a, a massive Cinderella this year? I mean, it seems like everyone's in South Dakota State right now. I'm not buying that, but... What are you seeing with the numbers? Well, uh, I will say earlier in the year, it was Loyola Chicago. Uh, sure. In, you know, just January, February, it was Iona. And that, unfortunately, came to a, a shocking end uh, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, losing sure to Ryder in the tournament. Um, but I would say the most recent one, and I don't know, you know, if the pundits will agree, because I don't know if they're a Cinderella, is Murray State. Uh they dominated the OVC, which has been dominated by Belmont, uh, another uh, longtime Cinderella. Murray State has had success in the NCAA yep. tournament with outright wins and buzzer-beating wins in the last 15 years. Uh, they also have um, an electric NBA, the most electric NBA player. So they are a known entity, maybe not as much as St. Mary's or Gonzaga. Um, and they're probably going to be a relatively decent seed, you know, a 6 to eight, 10 seed or so. But because they're a small conference team, because they have this history as a uh, giant killer, I think they will be the most popular non-power or non-Houston-Gonzaga-St. wager in the tournament by far. Love it. Troy, can't thank you enough. So much great stuff from you. Can't wait to do this again. Uh, the senior, content, uh, man, senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers, Troy Mocker. Uh, Troy, the madness is upon us. It's the best time of year. Let's enjoy the heck out of it because – when it's gone, we know we miss it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I soak it all in from from the Thursday before to the first Thursday. I, I this is this is the best seven days on the calendar. I know people would say next the first Thursday to the the Sweet Sixteen uh, weekend, right. but I would say it's actually the the Thursday of the full conference tournament week where you get uh, a taste for madness. You get the madness before the madness because teams like Iona that should be in the NCAA tournament lose. You, teams like Chattanooga. Uh, win on a buzzer beater to win their yep. conference tournament. That's better than a lot of uh, tournament games we get. So this is this is my favorite seven days of the year, uh, and I'm just so excited about what's what's ready to come. 
Love it. Uh, and keep up the great work, all the great stuff you do uh, as the senior manager of content strategy at Bet Rivers. Please give Troy a follow on Twitter at Troy Mocker. That's M A C H I R. Troy, can't wait to talk to you again. Enjoy the madness. And uh, I'll, I'll wait for that refund of my Wolverines for being idiots. Absolutely. Thanks again. And unfortunately, uh, that, that, that money has already been deposited in my paycheck. Yeah, I know. You deserve it. Uh, it's I deserve it because I'm stupid. Uh, but maybe those Wolverines will make that 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 bet I made. And I've talked about this on the show, Troy, that 30-1 to 1 to make the Final Four. Maybe they'll just give you a miracle win on that. So that's something, right? Yeah, you never know. We've seen, we've seen crazier things. We have. George Mason. Uh, we will take a trip to the Motown betting window straight ahead. Thanks again to Troy Mocker, Senior Manager of Content Strategy at Bet Rivers. More to come here on the Throat on Thursday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Straight ahead. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. Great stuff again for Troy Mocker. Really appreciate his time. And give him a follow on Twitter at Troy Mocker. That's M-A-C-H-I-E-R. He's got great stuff. And I'll continue to give you all the information that I get through him and all the different things and, and promotions and boosts that are going on at Bent Rivers. And like I, I talked about with Troy, like I've talked about on the show many times, I want to make you know this show give you the ability to be the most profitable you can be. Some of you are just doing this stuff for fun, you know, throwing some few bucks here and there on some teams you love. That's nothing wrong with that. But those of you that are taking it a little more seriously that are, you know, doing, you know, several plays throughout the week, that are taking futures, that are, you know, betting golf like I do, that are really trying to maximize profit margin and profitability. Always going to have those tips and tricks and advice there for you. And Troy just gave you some great stuff. And uh, Bet Rivers really is an incredible platform. It's, it's an honor to have them sponsor this show. And uh, we'll definitely have Troy on again in the near future. Let's take a trip though to the Motown betting window brought to you by Bet Rivers. And we'll talk about Michigan and uh, Michigan State's futures odds now that Michigan just blew a 17-point lead. And again, they should have won against Indiana. But Michigan State has a game coming up later tonight, 6.30 in Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. They're minus two right now at Bet Rivers, minus 110. Maryland plus two, minus 109. Michigan State minus 132. Maryland plus 112. The total, 139.5 over under, both minus 110. I am not uh, making any plays on this game. I don't trust Michigan State. I don't think Maryland's a very good team at all either. These teams just played each other at the Breslin in the final regular season game. Michigan State won by 10. I think it's going to be very similar, but there's no value on this game for me because I can totally see Michigan State losing this game uh, because they had lost 7-9 before they, of course, beat Maryland. Now they still have lost 7-10, of 10, uh, but that was a nice win for them to get ready at least for the Big Ten tournament. And when it comes to futures odds to win the national basketball the NCAA tournament, I was going to say the National Basketball Association, the NCAA championship, uh, up to the second odds here for both the Spartans and Wolverines. The Spartans, 75-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers, and Michigan, even with the loss to Indiana, still floating around 90-1. to 1. Your favorite, of course, is Gonzaga, 3.5-1. to 1. Arizona, 6-1. to 1. Detroit mentioned with some value there. He's been on them since they're in, in the 20s. Kentucky, which I like, even though it's only 675 plus 675. Uh, you know, if you're not going to go with Gonzaga, I think Kentucky's a team there, along with a team like Duke that's 10 to 1. 
Uh, and then further down the trough, a team like Auburn at 13 and a half to one that have some value for you. Baylor 12 to one, Kansas 13 to one, Texas Tech, who Troy brought up uh, 23 to one, and Villanova 24 to one. Those are your updated futures odds when it comes to the NCAA basketball tournament. Wings back in action after that embarrassing loss to Arizona. Can they kind of get their feet back under them? They're not going to be a playoff team, it looks like, this year. But they have played some good hockey uh, in recent weeks until that Arizona debacle. Uh, They are at home tonight against the very talented Minnesota Wild. Minnesota minus 175 on the money line. uh, Wings plus 148. Wings on on the puck line, plus 1.5, minus 167. uh, Wild minus 1.5. Plus 140, and the total is six and a half over minus 125. The under is plus 105. I've got no uh, lean or feel on that game. I'm going to stay away from that after what I saw the Wings do last time. I do like uh, a couple plays for you in college basketball. And listen, as I've said, there's a lot of games going on this time of year. You don't want to try to bite off more than you can chew. And, you know, just be smart with your betting strategies. But there are a couple games I'm looking at that are coming up uh, later tonight. First, when you look at Nova and St. John's, that game at, of course, Madison Square Garden, which is almost like a virtual home game for St. John's. But I just think Villanova is too good. They are minus 6.5 at Bet Rivers right now. I like a play on Villanova, minus the 6.5, minus the 112 at Bet Rivers in that Big East tournament game. And then later tonight, a lot of late-night action in uh, in college basketball. Uh, but I like a total. And I'm going to go to Eastern Washington and Northern Colorado, te- two teams that can score in bunches. This is a 10 p.m. game. The total, one I got it at 153. It's up to 154.5. I don't think that's going to matter. I think this game is going to be in the 80s. And I think that uh, this is a nice play on and over. Remember, during conference tournament time and the NCAA tournament, a lot of times you want to look at games and values on unders because teams are maximizing possessions. They're not trying to run and gun upsets. You know, the, the lower seeds are trying to hang in games and, 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 and lengthen the game uh, or slow it down. So, you know, you're not going and running and gunning a lot of times. Same thing goes on the other side. There are times in, in tournament games where both teams are going to treat it like a track meet. And in this game, I believe that's going to happen. And I like the over 154.5 Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado. It's a 10 p.m. game. Later tonight, more conference tournament play. Got to love it. All right, that is going to do it for us today on the Throwdown Thursday edition of the Bet Rivers, or the, of the Detroit City Guys, brought to you by Bet Rivers. I want to thank Troy Mocker again, the senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers. And We'll have a reaction to Michigan State's game against Michigan, against uh, Maryland uh, coming up on the Fantastic Friday edition. Some more numbers as we get closer and closer to Selection Sunday. And then, of course, all next week, I'll have it broken down for you with all my upsets and ways to fill out your bracket and different spreads on all the games and value plays as well. And then I'll be flying out to Vegas Thursday morning, be out there for the entire weekend, give you all the sights and sounds and flavor from March Madness, one of the great weeks, uh, weekends of the year Uh, the entire year in Las Vegas. So until then, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach on this fine Thursday, the Squatch is out.